0: God's attitude towards sickness and disease in the Bible we see that God and Jesus hate sickness and they abhor disease but somehow our modern view is that sickness brings glory to God which view is correct we will be looking at this issue in today's exploits program hello I'm Christine dark and welcome to our Jerusalem Ministry Center The mistaken attitude of most people concerning God and His promises is like the little nursery rhyme that we used to sing as children when we would pull petals off of a flower. He loves me, He loves me not. He loves me, He loves me not. We're taught to pray for healing by saying if it's God's will. Yet we would never pray that way for salvation. Why? Because we've been taught in the Bible truth concerning God's will for salvation he's not willing that any should perish but that all should come to salvation through Jesus Christ by repentance but until you and I are fully convinced that God wants us to be well there'll always be doubt in our mind as to whether or not we should be healed and before we can exercise faith for healing we must know what the scriptures teach God's will for your healing is fully revealed in his word. The Lord's wonderful word and power will save or heal anybody. I believe that with all of my heart, and I've proved it through many decades in the ministry, healing persons in the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter what your religious or ethnic background is. Whoever dares to believe, whoever dares to put His or her trust in the healer Jesus can be saved and can be healed. I don't care what your religious background is, but it doesn't happen by chance or casually. God's healing power works on purpose by faith. Today, the devil is trying to make a mockery of the healing message, but I have good news for you. Our God has not changed. He is still our healer in both the Old Testament and in the New Covenant. But we must aggressively contend for the faith because most people are not contending for the healing promises. In the denominational churches, for example, most Christians still do not have a revelation or a certainty about the healer. And most Christians are still sitting on the fence with a big question mark in their minds concerning the whole healing issue. For example, a friend of mine who was married for many years to a healing evangelist was in hospital sick with cancer. And even after being married to a man of faith for nearly 50 years, she still had not comprehended the healing message. When I visited her, she was still praying with uncertainty. Lord, you can heal me if it be thy will. But Jesus said she should have been speaking to the mountain, Cancer, leave me. loose my body now. So if you don't know how to press into God, if you don't know how to believe God to heal you, although he still loves you, he could even allow you to go ahead and die of a sickness. That does not mean that he loves you any less, but there is a price to pay to maintain our healing. The casual inquirers in prayer usually do not win the health battles. Again, i tell you the truth, healing does not come by chance like the lottery. Somebody has got to pay the price by building up your faith. In Luke chapter 21, Jesus was speaking to the Apostle Peter. And he said, Satan has demanded to sift you like wheat. But he said, I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail and this is what I I pray for you if you're watching exploits right now, that your faith will not fail. God heals you because of you, because of what you say, because of what you do, unless of course you get healed on somebody else's faith. The great faith evangelists call that kind of healing getting healed on credit. Smith Wigglesworth from England called getting healed on somebody else's faith, wholesale healing. Getting healed on somebody's anointing. Now credit cards are fun, aren't they? You get instant gratification, but eventually you're going to have to pay up when the bill arrives in the post. So it is with divine healing. You can get healed on my faith or on somebody else's faith, but eventually you're going to have to cough up, as it were, the goods. You're going to have to have your own faith. You don't really want to be healed by somebody else's faith or anointing because in the end you need your own faith. You need your own anointing to maintain your healing. And so I say the best way to get healed is to get healed at home with your own faith without ever having anybody else pray for you. So even if you've been saying wrong things and thinking wrong things, Jesus will often in his love and because he's mercy and compassionate heal you on credit but as I said as wonderful as credit cards are sooner or later the creditor wants to be paid eventually you've got to find the money to pay your bill and so it is in the spiritual world eventually you've got to have your own faith at home to stay healed Because surely the devil at some point is going to challenge that healing that you received when somebody anointed prayed for you and he'll challenge that, he'll come along and and put a symptom on you again and then what are you going to do? Are you still going to believe God? Are you going to resist the devil and say I have the faith to keep my healing? It all depends on how much faith you have built up within your spirit. Now, I believe that it is possible for any deformed person, any sick child, any blind person to be healed because with God, all things are possible. But sometimes people aren't ready to be healed. I remember one time my husband and I were traveling on a train in Germany and we were sitting for a long time with a blind woman. And when I talked to her about Jesus, how Jesus is the same today as he was yesterday, He's still alive, he's still healing. And would she like for me to pray with her, for her eyesight to be recovered? She said she had to think about it because she had never considered the possibility of being healed and she needed time to consider whether or not she even wanted to see. The reason why some people are never healed is that they don't pay the price of knowing God's Word and knowing God's will which he's, revealed, which he's revealed in this Bible. So remember we have to build our faith up. This is paying the price. In the book of Romans we're told that faith comes to us by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So faith doesn't come accidentally. Faith does not come automatically unless it's a supernatural gift of faith that's given extemporaneously by God. But everyday, what I call everyday working faith comes because you and I have fed our spirit with God's Word. We've been reading this Word. We've been listening to healing tapes. We've been watching Exploits TV and we've been building up our faith and obeying the scripture regardless of what we see, feel or hear. Then God's power will back us up and give us the victory every time. The Lord said one time, teach my people how to talk. You see, Jesus taught us in the Gospel of Mark to actually talk to mountains. Now, that sounds crazy, doesn't it? But you see, spiritual things are spiritually discerned. Jesus didn't say pray to the mountain. He didn't say meditate to the mountain. He said, speak to your problem. Let's look at this in Mark chapter 11. Some of the most important faith words in the New Testament. And verses 22 to 23. He says, have faith in God or have the God kind of faith. For truly I say unto you, if you shall speak unto this mountain any problem... And command it to be removed, and be cast into the depths of the sea, and shall have no doubt in your heart. But you shall believe that the things which you say shall come to pass. You shall have whatsoever you say. Now, I want you to note in those verses the number of times that Jesus used the word say. In other words, he told us three times in these verses that we must vocalize our requests. We must command our problem with our mouth. We must speak to our mountain to be removed. Jesus said one time, My children do not talk to mountains. I want them to talk to the problem. But instead, they talk to me about their problems. But I want you to speak to the mountain and say to the mountain leave me go into the depths of the sea this reminds me of the time when moses was confronted with the red sea and he had pharaoh and pharaoh's armies pursuing him and the israelites and god said to him why are you crying out to me get up and use your rod of authority and command the sea to open And God often says many times, why are you moaning and groaning and talking to me? You, use your authority I've given you and speak to that mountain. If, for example, you're suffering with a mountain of pain or you're suffering with cancer, Jesus, the principle he's teaching us here in Mark chapter 11 is to speak out loud to that pain. Speak out loud to that disease. Say, cancer, leave me. Disappear. Cancer, I'm talking to you. Pain, I'm talking to you. Leave me now. Get out of my body. That's what the Lord would have his children to do. But what do most churches teach you to do? We are taught to get on the telephone and call our friends and ask them to agree with us in prayer. And yes, that's scriptural. Or we send an email to all of our most spiritual friends we can think of to ask them to pray. But there's something better than that. First class faith is talking to the mountain, is commanding that mountain to leave. After all, there's a principle, one of my favorite verses, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. We're taught without faith it is impossible to please God because he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That word rewarder in the original language means one who pays wages. You see, we have to please God. He's in the rewarding business. And as we diligently learn the healing scriptures, listen to healing tapes, pursue the healing message, God will reward us with divine help. If you are a born again believer, you have access to any of His rewards. If you keep talking to your mountain of despair, it will disappear. Do you see that? That God wants us to actually talk to mountains? I mean, it is not normal behavior. But God says we are peculiar people and we must do things the way of God's protocol. And if Jesus tells us not to pray to the mountain, but to command and speak to the mountain, we have to accomplish it. We have to fulfill that verse in our lives. So we're looking at this exploits program on the power of resisting, the power of resisting sickness and disease in our life, and the power of the commanding word coming out of our mouth. You see, there's some things we have to resist. And if we do, they'll turn us loose. You can knock it off of your life by resisting saying, devil, you remove yourself in the name of Jesus. Go into the depths of the sea, as Jesus told me to pray. And it won't come back. Why? Because Jesus said, if our mountain is cast to the sea, I guess that means devils can't swim. Now this is where I'm going to teach you something else. Humanly speaking, I might lose some of you unless you listen very intently. God promises in the word over and over and over to heal us. But what he doesn't tell us is when he's going to do it. You see, faith is now, but time causes us to miss God. He's looking to see if our faith is complete. And so we may believe God for a day. We may find the scripture and we say, okay, I'm going to believe you, God. And we believe him for a week. We may even believe him for a month. But I know a woman who was healed of a liver disease, and she spoke to that cancer every time she thought of it for one year. Now, that's where many people would have missed God. They would have said, well, you know, I believe God for a month. Some may even have the faith to believe God for a month, and then it looks like nothing happens. But I'm telling you, the moment the prayer of faith is prayed, that... Seed of healing has been sown, and then you've got to water that seed with your faith. You've got to water it with the Word. And then God will honor His Word if you do what God said to do and say what God said to say. When our faith has fully pleased God, He will heal us. I mean, He healed us 2,000 years ago at the cross, but I mean the manifestation will come forth when we have rested in faith. And sometimes when we just forget about the problem. That shows we're trusting the Lord, and then we just wake up one day and we see we're healed because our faith has fully pleased God. The only problem we ever really have in life is a faith problem. We need to learn how to show God that we believe Him, and we believe all that He says and all that He's promised. If God tells you in the Bible that Jesus is the healer, then as soon as you and I demonstrate to God that we believe He's the healer and our faith pleases Him, you can be sure the healing comes forth speedily and we have the victory. When we learn to reach God. When we get aggressive. Jesus says we have to take the kingdom as it were by violence. We have to say, devil, I drive you out. Because Mark chapter 16 says we have been given power to drive out devils. I'm convinced with all of my heart, you can make any devil leave you. But you're not going to do it just by going to church. Religion is not going to get the job done. You've got to rise up. And command in the name of Jesus that demonic power to leave you and there's a misconception I want to talk to you about some people I hear all the time uh, when I ask people if, if they want me to pray for them concerning an affliction I hear so often people say if God wants me to have healing he'll just give it to me do you know that's lazy He's already given you everything through the work of the cross. You've inherited the whole Bible and all of its magnificent promises. So don't say, if God wants me to have it, he'll give it to me, because he's already given you everything. But you have to take it away from the devil. It's the devil who's challenging you. It's sickness and disease that's challenging you. And the demonic foe that we have in this world doesn't want us to receive anything. But the Bible plainly says you can receive anything from God if you will believe. If you are sick, the Jesus of the Bible has never changed. He's the same today. And if you try to change him through your religious mind, he refuses to be changed. He says, I am the healer. I'm the Lord. I change not. So again, to review in this program, step number one is we speak to the mountain we speak to the problem we don't remain silent we don't remain neutral we don't coexist with the sickness we begin to drive it out we begin to challenge it we begin to speak to that problem leave me and i'm telling you the first time you speak to it you may not have an ounce of faith in your spirit but if you speak to it often enough your spirit hears your voice speaking And after you've said a hundred times to the problem, you begin to hear your spirit and you begin to believe. John Wesley, the great apostle of England, said, speak faith until you believe it. And then when you believe it, you will speak faith. And then step number two, we have to have an attitude of thanksgiving as a habit, as a way of life. If you want to have a good year, you start thanking God now. The Bible says to thank God for saving you. And the next important thing to thank God for is to thank Him for your health. Say regularly, Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for your healing power going through my body, surging through me from head to toe. I used to work with evangelist Reinhard Bonnke and when he would pray for people, he had an expression Uh, He said, we drive out all affliction from your body in the name of Jesus. And so we need to keep this healing power moving in our body by faith. And confessing by faith the divine healing power of the Lord is moving through my body, driving out all affliction continually in Jesus' name. Don't let your faith be lazy. Thank God for your salvation and health. God doesn't save or heal people accidentally. I want to say that again. He saves those who come and ask for it and receive salvation from him. And he doesn't heal accidentally. He heals those who come to him and ask for it. God's mighty power will save or heal anybody, but not accidentally. It's not the lottery. It works on purpose. The Holy Spirit works with words. You know, it's so sad. He can live inside somebody who's saved, who's born again for 25, 30 years and not do much for them if they never speak and ask and claim much. Sadly, he'll even let us die. God will still love us, but he'll let us die from some affliction if we don't resist it and if we don't insist on seeking for his healing power. God wants to hear from you so don't waver don't wonder wondering is wavering and it does not qualify as faith faith is what pleases God so don't say I wonder if God's going to heal me you've already lost it when you say that but if you find one healing scripture that's all it takes as a sword of the spirit to fight off any sickness or disease. All you need to do is find one living word. So here's a harsh reality that we may as well accept and take on board right now. The man who wavers, the woman who wavers, according to James in the New Testament, receives a big fat zero from God. That's what the book of James says, that if, we're in, if we don't believe... We will receive zero because we must come to God in faith. God is full of gladness and joy when we walk in truth and start believing healing scriptures and start thanking him for it. For example, Psalm 50 exhorts us to offer up to God thanksgiving and to pay our vows. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you. The Amplified Bible says... I will rescue you, and you shall glorify me. Don't you know why bad things happen? Because the devil has come to test you and try you. But blessings and the promises of heaven come down, not by accident, but because we have demanded that the devil let us go, and we have reinforced in our life and body the promises of God. We show God. How deeply we appreciate what he's done for us by vocalizing our appreciation and offering up thanksgiving to God how do you feel when you give and give and give to somebody and nobody ever thanks you for it and gratitude is a terrible thing but when we find a verse we thank him for it because what we forget to thank God for us somehow he forgets to do for us you need healing You need to get out of trouble. You need finances. Psalm 50 says, pay your vows and call upon the Lord God. God, in other words, says, let me hear from you. Don't just go to church, never praising God, never thanking Him, never speaking to mountains, never giving of your income, and you'll be defeated every time. But when you thank God, when you praise Him, when you speak to mountains, when you give your tithes and your offering. The blessing of God comes down, not automatically, but through obedience. Well, others may preach a weak gospel, but here at Exploits TV, we want to, by the grace of God, preach the full power of God. The good news that we bring to you here in Jerusalem is that Jesus paid the price in this city for our healing. And healing is an inseparable part of the gospel message. Just as repentance and forgiveness of sins must be preached first in Jerusalem and then throughout all the world, Jesus also commissioned us, his disciples, to heal the sick. One without the other, salvation without healing, healing without salvation, is proclaiming a half-truth, an amputated gospel. But if you can believe, you shall see the glory of God. So let's believe to receive restoration in in at least three main areas. These are things of glory, lost in Adam, but restored to us through Christ. We want to see restoration of joy, restoration of health, and harmonious relationships. And all of these happen when we believe the healing promises of God. Now concerning faith for healing... We want to observe that faith can be resident in the minister praying for healing, or it can be manifested in the sick person who needs the healing. And then sometimes neither the minister nor the sick person has any faith, yet God sometimes manifests his goodness just by healing the person anyway. I have seen the power of God in meetings in Muslim lands. Uh, for instance, uh, preaching in Pakistan, God has healed Muslims to confirm the gospel with signs and wonders. And the person may not have been exhibiting any apparent faith. They were just part of the crowds where we were ministry. They didn't even know who healed them. And it had to be explained to them that Jesus healed them and they should receive him consequently as Savior. But in most cases, we know from the Word of God that without faith, nobody's really going to please God or receive anything from God. So I want you to hold on to that today. God, yes, He's merciful from time to time. It's a sign, it's a wonder. He may heal you. But because you have access to this Word of God, in a sense, you are without excuse. And so you need to press into the Lord You need to say as an act of faith, God, I dare to believe that you raised up Christ Jesus from the dead. You allowed him to die on the cross for me. And I am willing to dare to confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. And when you do that, you have a benefit package of healing. I've enjoyed talking to you about this great faith message on Exploits TV today. We have other conferences you can read about, other healing articles at our website at www.exploits.tv and you can contact me through the website. Do stay in touch. I'm saying shalom to you now from Jerusalem. I'm Christine Dark.